Harry Monkey on the internet. Fuck yeah, baby. And I am here with at Run DFF, Justin fucking Rogers. Fuck yeah, baby. What's up, my man? You are coming in hot with the F bombs today. Is this just like a we're going to set the tone kind of thing? What we just got what into it? We just, we just brought up the profanity pre show. I figured I just. You're like, you're like, I couldn't cuss at the seven year old, so I'm cussing my ass off in the first 32 oh. seconds of the show. Is that uh, what's going on? It's funny you said that. Talked, I brought the seven year old to the dermatologist today to get a wart freezed off of her finger. Okay. I, gave, I gave her. The green light to say a bad word if she wanted to. When they were <laughs> she did not, but she appreciated that I gave her permission. Um, She's love it. Yeah, there you go, baby. Yeah. So what's well, up with you, you? man? Well, you know it was rookie season last week. It is no longer rookie season because thanks to John Bosch, it's friggin' FC Eliminator season. FC Eliminator. <sighs> yeah, baby. The Eliminator. And I just have to gripe because I got the number one pick. Hmm. which it's a third round reversal. So I have the number one pick, the 36th pick, and then like the 54th pick. This okay. sucks. Well, I hate waiting forever for all these picks. Well, at least they, they got the settings right this year, right? Well, I mean. To, have you looked at the settings? I don't know what they are. Well, then, I mean, last year you could, you could only, if you had, the only way you would have a shot is if you only drafted defenses. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we should get right into it when we do have a guest, and that's not your dog. Your dog is not the guest. She's I know trying to be, she's trying to be the guest with her dog face. It's our next guest. I mean, I'm going to take a, a wild a wild stab at it. This guy's got – is he an ass man? I think he's an ass man. No? What do you think, Justin? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think we should just let him pronounce his own last name so we don't get in trouble on YouTube slash iTunes. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say that based on his last name, he might not be an ass man. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, is the emphasis on the right syllable? I don't know how we're gonna do this. All right, all right. enough. Ian Harditz, what's up, guys? I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't discriminate between uh, whatever uh, each is into, but you know, you got tits in the name. I feel like that just kind of says it for itself. Forever not to know. It's like cheese its but Harditz. Very smooth, you know. I love it. I love it. Cheese its Cheese its like cheese its That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, um, monkey is very easy to pronounce, but that uh, is um, also not my, my real last name. But uh, I do have to, I do have a fun, I, I don't what know. What do you mean it's not your last uh, name? You know, I'm, I'm going to edit Larry's that out. Not yeah. your, Larry's not your first name. So That's right. Monkey yeah, what do you mean? What are we doing here? Let's get a reveal going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been doxxed. It's, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was doxxed. Up, I mean, real quick, uh, we had a pod fest on Friday and we had a number of different podcasts. Uh, people show up at this bar in uh, Heightstown, New Jersey. We had the Dynasty Rewind guys there, Jeff Porkman and uh, Michael Bauer. We had uh, Shane Manila. We had Rocky Petrella from uh, Trade Addicts, Dynasty Junkies, and Rookie Weaver. Michael Fanaro was there. And we had a great time. But anyway, enough about me and, and Podfest. Where we got it. Ian Harditz. There you go. There it is. Yeah, you go. I'm trying to nailed do that. It, I nailed it. Nailed it, dude. So what is, hey man? Welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to the show. Tell us about what goes on in the mind of Ian Hurtitz. <laughs> or maybe just in the life. Maybe we'll yeah, get into the mind of 
Great day to be great. I'm picking a uh, team preview season right now, work-wise, man. Actually, I've written eight of them. I just recorded four of them with Dwayne The Rock McFarland today. So that was fantastic. Thanks to the podcast. You guys can check that out. But, yeah, man, we just got a nice routine down with that. Started the job in March. So, you know, really starting to hit the, you know, catch catch my stride again. Love the offseason and just uh, getting, you know, finally all these fucking roster sets. So get to finally look forward to the actual season happening, you know, with the 90% of the players movement already all said and done so feeling good about that man you know personally i said you guys i've uh, told you guys before the show you know house hunting season over here so you know it's checking yeah. out some stuff last weekend going back this weekend so lovely uh columbus ohio as we like to say a nice affordable place to live and we are better than detroit so got that oh, rolling man. and yeah guys um it's good. It'd be great appreciate you having me on D- dig right in man a fantasy life uh, how'd you get how'd you connect with matthew yeah man, cool freaking dude i met him at a bar at uh, some fantasy event a couple years ago and then just you know after uh my co-host and you know one of my best friends Dwayne, left for his uh company things got a little more serious after that so I've, i switched jobs a few times you know in this industry and each time it's just been you know one of those things where uh you know if it's better for you just personally financially and with what you do at work like why not so i remember uh when kevin durant originally went to the uh golden state warriors uh you know everyone's freaking out but the one voice of reason and you know he talks a lot so he's not always right but colin cowher was just saying like you know you got a friend out there you can move somewhere better be on a better business be with a better business make more money doing it or whatever like why would you not be happy for him so no man uh Matthew Barry leading the charge. I love our company. You know, we're only about 18 months old now in terms of just like what we're doing from a content perspective. Right. So Dwayne, Kendall, Valenzuela, you know, Elliot and Jordan leading the charge. So love, love, love this group. And um, it's been a fun time so far. And being at the uh, ground, some of these startups, man. What What is your ro- specific role with um... senior fantasy analyst or some shit? I think I was lead fantasy analyst in my last job. You know, you know, it is what it is. We can make whatever fancy titles we want. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to be <laughs> the writing resume, a lot. Like when you go to do the resume, it looks a lot fancier, right? <laughs> like man, I'll- director of fantasy content and production with a you know <laughs> i feel good i haven't had to update the resume resume in a few years so you know i'm one of these days i'm just gonna hit the lead on your linkedin profile and really really get that off my back but no i know and, you know if it does we're obviously uh you know you're doing your thing then you know we touched on the eliminators a second ago let's just talk about them because i know there's some still that aren't filled and if people want to you know get in there and fill some random eliminators um they should do that because they're fun it's like an easy way to kick off the the season for everybody you know yeah they, they're 18 team. Yeah. Super flex. Yeah. Super flex. <laughs> not enough quarterback. No, Don't forget I, about I the third round out. reversal. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the third round reversal. So if you're in the <laughs> one spot, you better take your two QBs early or you're screwed. So now, I, was, now, I was left with Kyler Murray, which I don't really love in a, in a redraft, but. Well, you all, I mean, you also do not have to take a quarterback. Uh, every position is zero through whatever. So, I mean, you could. Yeah, but if you want the points, you do. Yeah, yeah. Now, and now everyone that knows, that listens to the show knows the hot sauce pod pay, pays a little extra attention to the FCE eliminators than most most folks. We we have our own eliminator. We've, we've been doing them for a few years now. And yep. um, you we filled ours uh, relatively quick. And this is how it is, folks. When you get eliminated, we are flushing you down the toilet live on the show. You are going to get flushed, and we are going to pick on you uh, for being a loser. 
and that's deservedly so because is that how it works if you lose your week you're done or if you're like the lowest scoring team of the week that's right. lowest scoring team, lowest scoring is, team gets eliminated. Week is eliminated and then yep. all the all the, then all those players go into the waivers oh hell yeah i didn't no, realize uh-oh. i was signing up for <laughs> the, oh, the players are dead because uh this is just a draft and done no waivers no trades you, oh, okay. get your, you get your roster of 22 players and then you're finished that's it. I'm not gonna lie. I say yes to a lot of fantasy leagues, and you know, don't always uh, hash out all the rules as well as I should <laughs> before it. So that's that's pretty interesting, though. I like I think that it's concept. Twenty two. Let's see here. It usually is. <clears throat> well, last well, so year. last year. Uh, no, it's, it's, like best, it's best ball eliminator basically. It's best right? ball, and it's only sixteen players. Cool, okay. yeah, including yeah. defenses. So yeah. okay, best ball. So uh, I was on the. I was at a soft. My daughter plays softball. We were at a softball game on Saturday, and. Uh, I had just sent the link out just to a couple of buddies. Hey, if you guys are interested in the best ball league for charity, blah, blah, blah. And then one guy's asking me about it. And another guy sitting next to him, another dad. Hey, what is best ball exactly? And then I explained to him. Next thing you know, he gets in our eliminator. So we got a <laughs> fellow softball dad uh, in the softball. eliminator uh, doing the old best ball. So, yeah, man, best ball. You just, you just draft your team. You don't have to worry about it anymore. So. You don't have to worry about it until we flush your ass down the toilet. That's all it right, is. Right, 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 right. But yeah, man. The, uh, and then you have to worry about it a lot less. It's for a good cause. John Bosch kicks off kind of the Scott Fishbowl season. And, um, you know, we love the Eliminator. So pay attention once that season starts. And, you know, well, if you get, oh, you know, we will give you a free hot sauce t shirt well, to the winner. So, yep. last yeah. damn. Thought you were talking excited. to me. I'm excited about my t shirt. i'm super excited about my t-shirt that i'm getting i have uh, i mean as a former champion of the eliminator i have um that means i don't have to i was gonna say you get yourself a shirt larry i have i have a whole podcast like uh, like section of my closet with just shirts just just all kinds of pod shirts from all over the place i don't know man so i got some shit today well, actually, so I was in a draft. I'm in a rookie draft, as we all are. Um, this yes, is you did the, get some shit today. Go ahead. This is the Hogs League. It's a 13 uh, start, to a 12-team tw- start 13 super flex, uh, 1.75 tight end. I had the one, the two, and the nine um, rookie picks. Um, this was an orphan I took over, and I'm on the cusp of being a contender. I took it over a couple years back, and now I'm ready to rock. Uh, I was did not have any running backs to speak of, but um, I've been you know, chipping away at my team, filling it with wide receivers because it's like a start three wide receiver, and then you have you know your flex positions and stuff. So I've kind of been like concentrating. I got my quarterbacks. I got Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, and then I, you know you got the, the Baker Mayfields and Sam Darnolds of the world sitting on the bench. But um, I had the one 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 oh two, no running backs at all. Like Kyron Williams was like my RB two, you know. <laughs> Uh, but I'm pretty good in the tight end department and the receiver department. So with the one, one, I take Bijan. I don't want the one, two. I want to trade the one, two. Now this is a league. Now I want to, I want to preface that not all leagues play the, the player value game. And I'm, when I say that, I mean, there are some leagues that don't necessarily trade as much as you want, or they're not that, I'm not going to say not active, but they're just not. They don't, they don't, some leagues don't play the way other leagues are. You know, you, they might, they might not be a quarterback driven league. Like this particular league, it's hard. It's not but long and the short of it. Let me, let me just get this out here. So I trade the 102 for the 103 and the 107. So I really just come down. I really want to get my hands on Gibbs. 
I don't want to. I don't want to mess with these quarterbacks. I have like Baker's like my quarterback three, and yeah, I would love to have another quarterback. Four great quarter. I love having four quarterbacks in a super flex, but to be competitive, I want that RB two. So anyway, I take Gibbs at the one hundred and three. I do this. EK Baller. I don't know if you're familiar with him, uh, Ian. He's like a dynasty nerds guy, and he, he's in the league, and he just goes berserk in the chat, like, "What the fuck, Larry." <laughs> like what are you doing like he had it he had the 104 105 he wanted no part of these quarterbacks and he had his heart set on like jsn and gibbs and i and i sniped him so he's flipping out the whole draft is in chaos and, I, and I'm, I'm just like who went to richardson yeah oh yeah so i traded out of the one two and and richardson went one two so yeah i mean you got the seven back i wouldn't i mean what so, break out i think he described the team Seems oh yeah like you need a running back so i mean, yeah, trying to compete right now go for it that's Not every single dynasty move needs to be like, let me set up a team right for 10 years down the road, you know? Well, that's that's the thing. And these quarterbacks, I mean, everyone talks about the quarterbacks in a super flex. And yes, I, I get it. They they you know retain the most value and blah, 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 blah. But when have all when have these first round quarterbacks? Have we ever had like a draft where all of them hit? No, we have more so none of them hit than maybe, maybe one, maybe two. But in recent drafts, I'm I don't want to put my eggs in the whole on the quarterback basket, especially well, we just it. had we just had Burrow, Herbert, and Tua all hit. Okay. We did just have that. Did we just have that? How many years ago was that? Literally just happened. 2019. Was that what that was? Was that 2020? No. Well, the Darnold, the Darnold Baker Rosen. See, you keep going back to that Darnold. draft because that draft got you good. Like well, yes, you have to that go. draft. It messed with your head. And then you look – and then you keep bringing up last year as if last year mattered because all those guys got taken in the third round. Well, those so guys weren't even drafted, just, really. You just know, forget yeah. that one. We think it can be anything, man. They actually do have some weapons there. They boosted the O-line a little bit. Lawrence and Burrow sucked. Now, I know they were number one overall picks and Pickett went like 23rd or something like that. But, man, you look at, like, the price of Pickett compared to, like, the top guys and, like, just really any of those, like, pocket passers, like, more so best ball, maybe not dynasty lamb. But I just think there's too big of a gap, man, between those, like, kind of low-end QB1 pocket types and then your guys, like, Pickett and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I gave Larry a lot of shit because moving from nine to seven is basically the same tier. It's like Addison, Johnson, Flowers, Kincaid. You and know, I didn't really care about that. I just really wanted to get out of the two to. I just wanted to get Gibbs and not not have to. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was. Oh, so See, I would have just taken Richardson. I would have just taken Richardson, and the first time he busts off like a fifty-yard run in the preseason. I trade him for Gibbs plus. You know? Well, guess what? This league is not a quarter. People aren't looking for quarterbacks in this league. You're just going to sit there. I would have. I would have held them on. Yeah, First of all, that's th- 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 that's a deal. I mean, I had. Um, I find. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm ready to rock and roll now, and I did not want to put a guy. I'm uh, get a QB, kick him back on the bench, and wait for him to blow up so I could get this guy in a in a second. Yeah, you know, I added to it or. Or what I think you'd be if Richardson blows up, you're getting Gibbs in a first. Like that's the point. Like there's no there's no ceiling for Richardson in the fantasy world. I'm not a rich I'm not anything Richardson guy, but as far as perceived value, there's no ceiling for him. Everyone thinks that he could be the next, you know, great quarterback because of his nicknamed himself Cam Jackson. Half Cam Cam Newton, half Lamar Jackson. What more do you need? See, when you start when you start giving yourself nicknames. You know, I think your priorities need to be 
folk, you know, I don't think he spent, I don't think he spent so much time <laughs> that he couldn't watch film in practice, Larry. Like, we don't know shit about these quarterbacks. You guys just hear the ones we named. Like, even like Baker looked like a short thing after his rookie year. And then he has it down 2019, leads him their first playoff win in 2020, and then he's going to rip his labrum out of his freaking body see, in week two. See, the never the about, but the perfect thing about that is if you took Baker early, you could have sold him for multiple firsts. But that's a, the, the, that's the timing. You know, I mean, you're not – It's always that. timing, Larry, but that's the point. If you're building – and I know you say you're on the cusp of being a – uh, contender that tells me you're not really a contender if you're on the cusp of anything that means you're you're trying to be a playoff team so uh, i'm calling call bullshit on being a contender too that was some that was some soft language there uh i am <laughs> am i did i say that did i say i was being i'm on the cusp of being a contender no, it just makes me feel like you're like that that former four and and ten team that's trying to be Eight and five, eight and six, or whatever, and wouldn't get in. Finished, uh, finished five hundred last year with like the third, like the third fewest points in the league, type of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah like really, really, realistically, is your team with Bijan and Jameer Gibbs a contender now? Well, well, like, I mean, those are my only running backs, honestly. So uh, I do have a number of um, late round picks that I can kind of just hopefully pick up yeah, sure. these B-lister running backs and you know they'll all they'll all get they'll all eventually get shots cuz that's what happens with running backs. Well, don't be like me and get sucked into all these third round wide receivers cuz I can't help myself <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. I keep looking and I'm like do I want to take, you know, Chase Brown or am I taking Jaden Reed and like I just I can't do it. I'm are you diversifying or are you just loading up on the same guys? No, I mean I've I've gone I'm only in three nice. rookie drafts and two auctions and I'm all over the place with these guys. I I mean, I've gotten one or two Rasheed Rices, I got one or two Marvin Mims. Yeah, they always look so games. good this time of the year. Like tell it to my Skymore Jalen Tolbert dynasty. Team. I know oh, that's what God. I'm feeling bad every time Jaylen I get Tolbert. I'm, like, I'm gonna get sucked into this shit. <laughs> and then Chase Brown is gonna get like a week ten opportunity and, and he's gonna win a few games for somebody. It's like, come on. But, you know, I look at these second and third round wide receivers from the NFL draft. And I'm like, am I really taking a fifth round running back over them? Where are you at on these guys, Ian? Are you, are you, I mean, these rookie drafts. I got Kincaid, I think, at the 111 today. I felt pretty good about that. And I need a tight end, too. So I felt yeah. pretty good. That's a nice spot for him. I felt pretty good there. I got um, I my two main – I'm in like three dynasty leagues, I think. My two main ones I had shipped away this year's – first and hey honestly like i wouldn't have had like one of the first like five picks anyway so like all this hype my god for years i thought like in 2018 people were already saying wait wait for this 2023 class and hey we got some ballers we'll see that's Bijan. i get that but i don't know wide receivers even at the top seem pretty weak maybe they have some depth maybe it's more like you know the was a 2020 class that you know had ayuk in it and some of those guys so maybe they got the depth but it's been a nice surprise. I hope that, you know, they use them like the number 12 overall pick and not like a sub, you know, 200 pound back. Like, you know, yeah. I, I would hope that, you know, you rectify those problems already when you chose to use the yeah. pick on the guy. But I'm excited to see if these tight ends can really boom, man. Because unfortunately, you know, the Packers had to go cancel two of them out. But Laporta, you know, Mayor, um, um, that, that, that down there in uh, Vegas. And I think obviously, uh, 
you know, with Kincaid, you know, being a slot wide receiver role and stuff, there's a chance we get three or four like legit tight ends out of this class, and that would be a godsend, man. Because every damn year I keep falling this trap about look how great the <laughs> late round tight end landscape looks, and then by week five, it's like, good god, why didn't like I seven points a week or or terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so hard to take an early round tight end, but well, to give you an idea of how how people are feeling about the late round, like the late first round, you know, uh, so our listener league, we draft two year first, like first for two years out. So we'll have the 2025 first in our rookie draft this year for our listener league. I'm in a, another league that Rocky started. That's very similar set, like very similarly set up. And uh, we are just about done with this rookie draft, but it went all the way to the 108 with Jordan Addison. And then people started taking 2025 first. So at the 109, people were already like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go get 2025 first. They were They're, blowing off Kincaid? Yeah, Kincaid went the 201. There were uh, four wow. firsts taken before him. I've seen him drafted as early as the 107. Yeah, well, he would have been the 109 in this draft had there not been first. Okay. But people were like, you know what? I'm just going to take some first. And, you know, you can kind of get an idea when you look at draft capital and a player's ro- – like a team's roster if they're going to be a pretty good – first round pick two years from now because if they don't have any picks which a lot of this in this setup that happens a lot and they got aging players or maybe they have a couple running like a couple quarterbacks that are on the back end of their career like an Aaron Rodgers and a Derek Carr or something like that you know that their team isn't all that strong and so you can go ahead and kind of take shots on that first so that influences a little bit because it's not it's not completely random Hmm. but I mean to just dip out on the first round at the 109, that's saying something. And I think it happened last year. I think I did it last year, like the 108, 109 in our league. Okay. Well, so talking about something completely random, how does one become the president of the Cordero Patterson fan club? It's great, man. We meet every, uh, you know, Tuesday night, bring some beers and just have a pretty good time uh, out there. But no, nah, man, I, uh, I love CPAT. I've been watching them, you know, just obviously my whole life. But just uh, I remember in 2017, 18, it was going to the Patriots, I think was what it was. And mm. I was just watching some of the guys' highlights because trying to figure out, you know, what he was going to do with the Patriots. And you start seeing like these just few plays here and there. Vikings would put him at running back. He had that filthy like 70 yard touchdown run in week one, lined up as a true RB. Raiders did it a few times. And for a while, I think before he actually got real RB snaps, like he was top five, like in NFL history in yards. For carry like he i think he averaged over 10 yards for carry with the vikings and he only had like 30 rush attempts so <laughs> just so electric and you know i i, I had a soft spot for him because so many people called him like a bust and all this because he was a first round receiver and i get it he didn't become you know the next calvin johnson or anything like that but he's literally the greatest and most successful pure kick returner of all time not including pumps chill out bears and devin hester faithful i gotta explain that every time and look how versatile he is to be able to play you know wide receiver and running back at a high level so i was on the right side of history calling him a running back before uh, he actually became one and just for my guy cpat uh, ever since man he's been so fun every stop he's been yeah who knew that it was and i'm a falcons fan so who knew it was uh all he had to do was get to the falcons and he could have his like age 30 <laughs> breakout or whatever <laughs> for sure yeah, he's a great fishbowl uh running back you know what are your um? What are your oh, okay? Let's go off the great stack. Sorry, I'm doing a best ball as well. I got uh-huh. the Dolphins. I got Tyreek and Waddle coming on, so I got to get Tua at the right spot, and I already got the Andrews Dobbins game stack coming back. Okay, let's go, boys. Let's go. 
I, I, I hate all this week 17 stack and stuff, but he got to the game. You know, hopefully I can hate it as a rich man. So we got a, a, a patron uh, asked us a question to, to uh, pass on to you. He wants to know your thoughts on CJ Stroud. And then he, uh, he wants to know if you started your candle business. <laughs> heard Back you in the about. candle business. Yeah. I'll say this. <laughs> I have like three or four pounds of like wax. Like I've made starter candles and I have, I figured out how to get the material at a price where I could sell them for a profit. But at that time in my life, I wanted my income to be at a certain uh, level. I had a goal for myself and I didn't think I was going to get there in my regular job. So I was going to sell candles to not give up and get there. And then I got a nice raise at work. So on the back burner, but as I said, house hunting season, and then we're going to get a house big enough to actually store a shit ton of candles. Around instead you, of my yeah, that's small sense of apartment. You need a candle room. You know, like Dude, this is so per it's the perfect business because like okay worst case i make like 500 candles that no one buys like great now i got a bunch of candles and like that's not even <laughs> there's not even that much of a uh you know fixed cost that goes into the whole business so like you know you buy a wax melter and this all this candle supplies cost like 100 200 bucks or so i think candles and uh t-shirts to a lesser extent you know very similar things that you can just potentially you know get sold pretty quickly the t-shirt thing you got to buy the printer which is more expensive but yeah so candle business uh needs to get going still but you know it's still in the future what was the first question <laughs> cj stroud how oh you feel about him? are you, are you Dude, stroud, or stroud or young which which side are you on heart stroud brain young just uh you know, i'm a buckeye lifer man and just i still watch that georgia game back just every every week Good dog. <laughs> Just the, I hate it so much. Ohio State was the better fucking team for 60 minutes that game, and Stroud played his damn <laughs> hard no, out. No, this is a no, team no. that had two top seven Heisman odds players before the season started, and Jackson Smith and Jigwa and Travion Henderson didn't even get to play that entire game. Then Marvin Harrison Jr. gets his fucking head taken off in the back of the end zone, and they somehow pick up the targeting flag. That whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous. So, Stroud, man, he can, he can do it. I will say, though, just like that was literally like that game helped his draft stock so fucking much. Like it really just was crazy because the whole thing on him and you can say it was just like the base take or whatever, but his ability to react under pressure and then actually take off and run the football. I mean, this dude had 10 yards in front of him. He just stopped right there at the line of scrimmage and throw it. And guess what? It worked really well for the heavy majority of his career. I mean, the dude said himself, uh, if he wins those two games against Michigan, Big ifs, but you know, it's not like Stroud just got shut the hell down in both those games either. But you know, he wins those games, he most likely wins two Heisman trophies. I mean, that's how the right. odds were shaped up going into those games. So I do wonder how that could have changed, you know, the discourse uh, around him and Bryce Young. But I do think just in today's modern NFL, you look at the best quarterbacks, Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, and just their ability to, you know, play make and extend these plays. And Bryce Young does that better than almost anyone we've seen out there. So um, also just the fact that I'm sure the Bama receivers, even though we don't know their names as well as Waddle and Judy yet, I'm sure they're still, you know, a pretty incredible four or five star players and all that. That said, you know, we did see like at Georgia National Championship. Congrats again on a fucking another one. But, you know, he was starting to do what he did in the SEC championship game in that game until Jameson blew out his name. We haven't barely seen the guy since. So just one of those things where, again, I think Young, even if Stroud, I think, does – if there's like five kind of different boxes of quarterback we're trying to evaluate, even if Stroud's like better in four of those, I think that one playmaking box is so important and can just help solve everything else that I'll give Bryce the uh, slight nod. Oh, okay. Interesting. You're not worried about, I guess – 
I mean, Bryce is the same size as Kyler, but he doesn't run. You know, you, you don't care about that narrative. I mean, it's 2023, man. All these size narratives, like, yeah, if you're in the 90s and dudes are still taking heads off every other play, like, yeah, I'd be a little more concerned. Mm-hmm. But you look at it now, defender breeze on the quarterback for too long. You know, they're getting a roughing the flag, roughing the passer flag out there. So, one of those things where, I mean, I think we can agree Bryce is probably more mobile than Stroud, like maneuvering in the pocket and like all that stuff going around. So from that standpoint, like who do we really want out there? Do we want the guy who is more of a statue in the pocket and he gets these big athletic DNs teeing off on him or the guy that can actually escape and move a little bit? So Dr. Uh, Evan Porras with fantasy points. And I know Young's not even a high usage rusher or anything. So maybe the size does have something to do with it. But Dr. Porras' main point is one, the idea that players are injury prone is pretty much a lie and then are just not true and then two uh these rushing quarterbacks like there's no data that suggests that they're any more injury prone than the pocket passers and if anything again the findings more suggest that the pocket passers are the ones potentially getting hurt more guess what we hear about the rushing ones more often because how many rushing quarterbacks are there even out there in the first place so i think it's one of those things where again that y variable and just the overall sample size is much smaller to begin with so we tend to take it out of uh you know not context but just overblow it a bit when it does happen yeah i got my first share of bryce young today as a matter of fact in a rookie draft i already had a stroud now i got a young i probably I, you know i was just nervous about anthony richardson just all this lack of playing time that, that, i feel like that's a real thing you know what? How do you feel it's about four he's starting week one i tweeted that i'm gonna have to i'm, I'm gonna have to eat a tweet i'm gonna have to print it out on a piece of paper and eat it if Richardson doesn't start with one. <laughs> well, not so much. I'm just talking about like in his on his resume. He doesn't really have that many starts under his belt, like in, from college, right? Yes, let's get him some more. Get better if he doesn't start. The, the, the Trey Lance method. I'm okay. I mean, you don't think uh, Minshew's gonna you know keep him on the bench? <laughs> Dude, he's been in Indy as long as Minshew has. And I mean, my God, yeah. like we all we all saw Minshew go out and play really well against the Cowboys. That was fun. But, you know, people kind of shut up after he scored like 10 minutes against the Saints the next week in Philly. So Minshew is uh, – I love Minshew. I'm not even here trying to shit on Minshew. Like, I'm looking forward to this guy being a backup quarterback for the next decade. Like he is, you know, Gen Z or millennial like Ryan Fitzpatrick pretty much. Maybe not even yeah. that good. So we'll see. Like I enjoyed the Minshew experience. But when you take the dude for like just the overwhelming history – I think it was like 40. I did it like since 2010. I want to say it was like 40 or 45 quarterbacks drafted in the top 10, started at least 10 games as a rookie. I was like Jake Locker was the only one that just didn't start a single game. So, man, remember when, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien had Tom fucking Savage starting over Watson? It literally took him like 30 minutes into the season. It's like, all right, never mind. You know, Sean, go ahead and get out there. So if it's not going to be the cries from the fan base and the ownership, like just Trubisky and Pickett last year. So, hey, it's possible. I recognize it's possible for Minshew to get the first start of the season. But if Richardson is not in there by the end of September, I would be shocked. What about the uh, Andy Dalton, Bryce Young? competition going on andy getting first team reps and uh otas the red rocket is back baby hey we love i think it's much more likely that Minshew is holding off richardson than dalton is holding off 100 100 like, bryce young is is day one ready why 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 this is one of those stupid old coaching things like you know oh we got, we got a veteran in here that he's gonna he's gonna help oh, it's may help our quarterback come along yeah i know it's may. here this may and june you know they gotta they gotta keep the storyline going urban they meyer, they urban meyer did this with Menchu and lawrence and everyone lost their shit you know understandably but now we're seeing peterson doing carolina it's like well he's a qb whisperer let's you know let's see what happens here so 
Yeah. Let's hope that that uh, Peterson and we already have a track record is better than Urban Meyer with Bryce Young because holy shit, can't be any worse. Can't be. No, no, no. I mean, we Peterson's, already Doug Peterson's yeah. a good coach. He's already well above the uh, Urban line. Might be the Urban floor, honestly. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I, Tua I, I, on the stack. Let's fucking go. You got it? Oh, yeah, I got Tua. At three spots for ADP. That's always a terrifying part. You know, you're just, like, risking the whole draft to see if you can sure, get the yeah. guy. <laughs> no yeah. more puppy either. How about that, man? This best ball community is fucking flying. I love it. I appreciate Dynasty, but, my God, guys, like, what, what you guys were talking about earlier? Just, I like, the one thing, unfortunately, that being so involved, like, full-time and in content, like, especially during the season, the one thing I lost was the ability to go through teams in my league and, like, really evaluate rosters and try to make, like, big trades like that. Like, that's the one problem in season. Because I think last year was, like, 22 or 23 teams I had to set, you know, set every week and do waivers and all that shit. And like, if I went all in on the trade part of it and just really tried my hardest on that too, like, I don't know when I would sleep or breathe or do any of that shit. So all due respect to the grinders out there. And I'm sure, you know, it's helping out the dynasty squads. It's just uh, the one sacrifice, I guess, to the people that I got to make to hopefully keep uh, everyone listening to me, uh, you know, keep their squads better than mine. Yeah. It's, it's, I find it too. I've been, it's been a little tough. Uh, usually I'm, I can, I can like withstand the, the pain of just uh going back and forth and and making sure i finally get a deal and get what i want this and that i've i'm in some rookie drafts i have so much shit going on like in the real world it's like oh man i, I like like today like i could have sit and just like needled these guys until i got what i wanted and i was just like you know what i just want to uh, let me just let me just take this guy and, and move on. I got three other drafts happening at the same time, and I'm coming, uh, you know, I'm on the clock here, I'm on the clock there, and I'm just like, do I want to sit here and and just fire off trade? You know what, you know what your problem is? That's, that's Justin's style, man. He'll, he'll yeah, sit you know there what your problem and just sit on his What? You're, you're not pooping enough. That's all nah, it is. Yes. You need to poop more. You get some, <laughs> some quiet time to, to send off some trades. Yeah. That's all you need is some more time on the throne. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, you were talking about, uh, and you were talking about, uh, like being able to look at teams mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, evaluate rosters and try to figure out good trades. I was having a discussion with a buddy of mine the other day because he's trying to rebuild a team. He's in one dynasty league. It's an auction league. He had a bunch of money this year and he misspent it. And he decided he was going to try and send his 2024 and 2025 picks for Watson, Thielen, and Waller. And I told him, I was like, the guy you're trying to sell to sell the picks to is a contender. He finished third or fourth last year. Like he's a he's a guy trying to win now. You it's a bad fit. Why are you working on that guy to try find the guy who who finished, you know, fourth from last and and has no QBs and you know, try to work some players out of him for picks so that he can re reset, you know. But it's I think that's a really underrated part of of dynasty football is finding the right trade partner because he just yeah. – I mean, the guy has uh, fields Jimmy uh, Jimmy G and uh, Jordan Love along with Deshaun Watson, the guy he's trying to trade with. It's a 14-team super flex. Like, why would he give up what is what he hopes to be an elite quarterback when he's got Jimmy G and Jordan Love, who neither of them may be starting in 2024? You know? I started uh, a team with my buddy, uh, 
two this is our third year thought we were you know ahead of the game getting trey lance and justin fields early so obviously we've been uh, having to rebuild from that ever since but scooped up jordan love off of waivers last year so that was a uh, you know my god can't believe you find that sometimes so yeah not, not exactly sitting there as contenders these days but at least now you know you, like last year like trey lance dies in week two and it's just like all right well season shot like sick <laughs> It's funny you mentioned Trey Lance, and that's I, I forgot all about it. a trade I made over the weekend during this uh, the softball game where I was talking to these dads. I was also wheeling and dealing, and I'd love to get your take on this and, and Justin as well. You were you're you're in this league too, the HQ sixteen. This is a sixteen team start eleven superflex. Is talking. that Ricky Jeff going on right now? Because I have no idea. That is still going on. Yeah, it's a sixteen team five round rookie draft. Yeah, I have the 511. By the way, I'm just going to interject. I have the 511. I started like counting down at one point. There was like 44 picks until mine. And I counted down. I was like, I have no idea who these people are. So no let clue. me, this guy gave up Trey. First of all, where are you at on Trey Lance? Is he dead or what? Dude, I mean, it doesn't sound good for sure. But like anyone pretending like we know what he is as a quarterback at this point. It's right. Like, we, you know, and I've heard people like, oh, it was rainy in week one, like mocking that. They had to, digi- <laughs> they had to digitally impose like new yard lines on that piece of shit soldier field because like, <laughs> it was that big of a mess out there. And then even in that game, man, like what we would need, we've seen Taysom Hill, the guy that can't even find a starting position out there and he gets a tight end exemption made. And don't even get me to call it on that, but mm. Taysom Hill. Has been a recommended like QB one legitimately when he has been under center because of how much he runs the ball. Like you tell me, Trey Lance can't be a better version of Taysom Hill. And like, yeah, yeah okay, that's not who you wanted to draft with the you know number three, number two overall pick, whatever the hell we want. I fully understand that. I don't know if he's going to be awesome, but like literally, what we've seen from him is a very high volume rusher and a guy that's got a big arm and he has you know the touchdown the Debo against the Texans as a rookie. Even in that Bears game, he had a couple of nice strikes downfield and missed a bunch of you know rain mess. So. Hey, if he can get, I mean, look at what Brock Purdy, Jimmy G, Nick Mullins, look at what every single person worth not even a damn in this 49ers offense has put up. He'll be just fine if he gets that opportunity. But from what we're hearing from a lot of these guys, you know, it might be Purdy or freaking Sam Darnold instead. So it's uh, it's wild to me. It could be Donald. And that, yeah, I remember you mentioned earlier, you got Donald on the squad. So, yeah. hey. Maybe, man. Kyle Shanahan's a smarter man than me. I think we've seen enough from Sam, Dar- Sam Darnold to know those mistakes are going to keep coming. But, you know, he is one of those players where, you know, we're going to be saying it, you know, 10 years from now, we're still only going to be 27 or something. So well, just, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Low-key we'll, got a nice rushing mixtape. Well, one of our league mates has had enough of Trey Lance, and he offered me Trey Lance for my 203 and 214, which is the, the 19th, 19th overall the 30th. pick picks yeah. yeah 19th and 30th pick for trey lance and i i was confused and i even i even messaged justin i'm like is this a, this is a smash right and he was just like yeah i think it kind of is a smash um because i mean who are you getting at, at the 19th pick in a rookie draft with, with someone that that has the potential oh, upside God, of a trey lance even though he hasn't really seen the field much in college as well but i mean we, we've we've seen a, a glimpse of him and who knows maybe they'll trade him somewhere else but i'll just i'll just stash him on my bench and hopefully he gets some uh, time on the field at some point well if you think about it if you're in a 12 team league that's the 207 and the 306 hmm. you would trade the 207 for the in the 306 for trey lance i, I think anybody would 
And that's in a, in a league where the premium on quarterback isn't nearly as high. I mean, a 16 teamer, holy crap. You get any starting quarterback, it's like, okay, just yeah, give Bijan for Derek Carr. You know, like it's just it's stupid what, yeah, what happened. Yeah. Uh, 16 team. So, you know, real quick, I know you, you got to run, but um, just, you, you mentioned you're in a couple dynasty leagues. So what what, el- what else is your poison? You know, what else are you into, man? Like we, we talk about redraft and, and best ball and DFS and dynasty and Debbie. And, you know, what, what's your what's your fantasy? I put the most money in the best ball these days. Wow. Um, still a shit ton of redraft, though. And uh, DFS, I man, I, I, I came up like really through DFS you know, working with, uh, you know, my first job at Fantasy Labs. I was with Jonathan Bales and Peter Jennings and all those guys. So uh, that was really my main focus for years. And I really do enjoy it. But, you know, unfortunately, I've had a lot of these jobs where you have these, uh, you know, Sunday morning shows at 11 a.m. or noon or whatever. So it's tough to put too much money down when you're not even sure if you're going to be able to tinker your rosters or whatever, or even worse, you know, get those inactive guys out before lock. So have had to cut down a little bit on that, but still just a special place in my heart, I think, for redraft at the end of the day. So um, I appreciate the uh, just the uh, ease of which you can do best ball draft and then get out of there and everything, but with the redraft, man, it's still something about, and I know it's on steroids with Dynasty, you know, respect to the real grinders in the industry, but <laughs> something about, you know, just getting that team, making it your own, and then moving forward. You know, that's a lot of the fun uh, bullshit tweets I'll send during the season, but like, it's shit we all do, where it's like, you know, oh, Julio Jones, you know, is dotted two weeks in a row, let me put him in my flex and see if, you know, that wakes him up, or, you know, putting your <laughs> put, putting your team out there and like putting the shitty guys in until Sunday morning, and then like, you know, boosting your projected score just to freak out your your friend who probably didn't even notice but it's just so much dumb stuff goes on with redraft that always gonna hold out that but yeah man this best ball business is a, is a very good time too i mean i, I was in a, i've been in a couple different charity best balls we just talked about the eliminator before i was in a, one of cooter doodles she does a best ball charity league too and cooter. you can um you can pick up players and off of waivers and stuff which was sick it was nuts um, but yeah, man, again, like a thousand best ball leagues, honestly. Fuck, I took car. Damn it. All right. Sometimes you uh accidentally don't click pick in time, you take Gerald Everett freaking 30 spots ahead of ADPs. It's the Oof. one negative about uh about it, but that's okay. Gerald Everett's gonna ball this year, so we'll, we'll see who's laughing soon. I made a, a, a little trade mm-hmm. and it just came out of the blue. Uh, this mm-hmm. is in a, a 48 team four copy league. Um, so I'm sure he kind of spammed the Dotson owners, but I was on it quick. I have I had Jahan Dotson. I'm not a Dotson believer. I think I got him. Oh, he's so good. I don't think he gets any, enough market share to really matter. <clears throat> yeah, he offered me the 112 for Dotson, and I just countered real quick. I was like the 112 and just throw in the 305. You'll throw in a third trick. That's huh? right. Throw in a third. <laughs> and he accepted, and that's that. So I got Dotson for the one twelve, and I'm expecting oh, you got to Dotson. take like a, nice. I'm expecting to take like a Michael Mayer or something oh, like no, that. No, he gave up Dotson. So you're, you're. I looking, gave up Dotson for the one twelve. Oh. Well, I'm, I mean, it's a one point seven five tight end league, also. So I mean, man, nah, maybe. I didn't know you were Mayor. I thought, I thought you didn't like Michael. I didn't thought you didn't like Mayor. Me? Yeah. No, I love Mayor. I think he's my, he's my tight end one. Oh, okay. I don't have any faith in Kincaid and in Buffalo with that with that target share. We've already oh, discussed you that. Just, you, you and your tight end usage. I think it They're matters. Not. He's a tight end. If they're going to use him like a slot, you got to. That's you what everybody always down. says about every tight end that they want <laughs> that they just want to be an elite tight end. They're going to use him in the slot. 
Right. I'll believe it when I see it. Wait till we get the running backs in the slot week of the offseason. Right. Oh, yeah. Bijan is playing all over. Every posi- he's oh, position. Oh, yeah. We're right. already getting there. That's yeah. Bijan is position positionless. <laughs> like, come on, guys. So, all right. You know, Aaron Jones was going to run out of the slot all year last year. Remember? <laughs> it was supposed to be. They actually, to be fair, they actually did try that two RB offense that, you know, Pony looked for a bit. It just wasn't working because, you know, as good as Aaron Jones is as a receiver, like a like a below average NFL receiver is still going to be better at that. Right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, the same thing exists for Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. That's very where, true. Where a below average receiver is still going to be much faster than Dalton Kincaid coming out of the slot and much quicker. Hmm. All right, we will see. <laughs> we will see. All right, man. So we should we let this guy go or what, man? Ten twenty. He's his pizza. Yeah, we kept him. Right. Kept him way past his his bedtime. His curfew. Pleasure, boys. Fun time. Check yeah. out. Uh, Thanks for dropping in, man. Fantasy Life Pod newsletter, all that. Appreciate you guys. Always good to talk some ball. You know, in the middle of May, with some guys that love it as well. So appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for dropping yeah. in, brother. And uh, you want to follow this guy, you know, on Twitter. He's real big on TikTok too. So go check him out. Oh. Same thing at iHeart. It's if you're a TikToker. Larry, so what's been going on, man? Are you at the oh. 109 yet or the 107 yet in that draft? Oh, yeah, that's right. You took Quentin yeah, Johnson. I took Quentin you? Johnson. Yeah. I mean, and the reason I did was again, I, I had been on the clock. I was I was real busy today and I was all over the place. And I had been on the clock for a really long time. Nobody was biting uh, on deals. Nobody. And again, this league, nobody was really looking to I mean. And I was, I don't have any Addison. And I was like, man, should I take Addison? And I'm like, man, I feel like Quentin Johnson has, has more of that. You know, they might, they might not even have Mike Williams or Keenan Allen next season. You know, Quentin Johnston got that great quarterback. Who knows who's going to be the quarterback next year, Minnesota. You know, you know, Justin Jefferson's getting all those. Uh, he's the number one there. I know he's going to, uh, Addison will, I'll be playing against lesser defensive backs, which might enable him to get more targets than, than you would think. But um, yeah, I went, I went Quentin Johnston and kind of was just like a, what I, I mean, I considered even taking Kincaid just to mess around. But uh, again, you have to start three wide receivers in this league. And I just wanted to fill my, my roster with, uh, with a receiver at this point. So, yeah, it was kind of – and, again, this is a league where you make a you, – you send out a trade offer and it just sits there in, in the person's inbox. And yeah, just, you, get frustra- you get frustrated. It's got to be a better – it's got to be a better offer, Larry. That's all it comes down to. Mm, well, well, no, they clearly aren't seeing it. Well, that's the other – no, I've sent some pretty good no, – okay, so, for instance, I sent my – I offered my, my first pick for the 4-5 um, initially to EK Baller way back. And he, and he sends me a message. This is a really nice. Oh, this is a nice deal. I got to think about it. Never heard from him again. Never heard from him again. Yeah. yeah. Like, enough of that, man. And, and it's well, happened. I've had, a, I've had a really interesting rookie draft going on in that league that I mentioned earlier with the with the uh, first rounders included. With Rocky Rocky's league. Yeah, Rocky's league. Yeah. So I had the one hundred three, the one hundred five, the one hundred six. I just had a shit ton of picks and. Ended up moving around a little bit. Ended up with the 103 and the 104. Thought that I was going to trade the 104 straight up for JT because the guy that had the 104 mm-hmm. uh, had an offer in his inbox for JT. Well, the guy that that had JT and needed a quarterback got a little greedy and started adding stuff on. 
And I was like, oh, screw it. And he had offered me JT for the 103 as well. And I was like, no, I'm taking Stroud there because you know how I feel about Stroud. So I think he felt like I was bluffing and that it was going to get to the 106 and he was going to get a QB. No, sir. You don't know me if you think that. Because I have – um, I think I have uh, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray in this league. Well, I took C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young because I'm going to always take the value. And I took Jameer Gibbs at 105. And nice. then uh, at 108, I got a wide receiver in Jordan Addison. And then the, the pick run started, the 2025 picks. Well, I happened to have loaded up on second rounders in this league because oh. I, I knew what was going to happen. So I now have six 20-25 seconds, and I had loaded up on some thirds because I knew what was going to happen. All those players were going to fall to the third. So I ended up with Charbonnet, Will Levis, at the, Charbonnet at the 202, with the 302, I mean, but it's really the second. So the Charbonnet at the 302, Will Levis at the 303, and then I took the Rasheed Rice at the 307. And I ended up with I, – I now at this point I'm like, shit, I have too many picks. I've got to start consolidating. So I moved up to the 401, moved up to the 404. Like just the last one, I dumped the 412 and a couple fifths for the 404 and just said, screw it. I got to get out of all these picks because I'm running out of roster space. But yeah. so now I have six first rounders in 2025. Now, the 2024 class, one guy has 11 of the 12. So wow. we'll just be watching that draft. We'll be spectating. He, this was the startup was last year. And while everybody was focused on 2023, he just hammered 2024 picks and moved back, moved back, moved back a bunch and ended up with that. So that it's going to be interesting to see what his team looks like. But, uh, yeah, now I have uh, Stroud, Levis, Young, and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I'm like, okay, well, somebody's going to have to come and get a quarterback at some point or I'm just going to have a glut of quarters, you know, QBs because I'll hold. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've kind of been out of the loop. Like I said, I'm in three eliminators. I'm in the, um, Michael. At least you're not in 12 again. I'm not. No, no, no. This is, uh, yeah. And I, and I guess, I guess it has, we got in it just at the, I mean, we peaked right before the eliminator, I guess, blew, got too commercial and blew up when we had our three leagues. Now, now there's everyone and their mother is like a part of the eliminator, which is great. But uh, yeah, but there's no reason for us to try and fill three leagues. No, no, we don't need to. But 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 when we we filled ours and that was fun. It's fun trying to fill them and stuff. But yeah, we're in the midst of our 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 draft right now. You have the first pick and I have the last pick. Yeah, lucky bastard. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, because you get to go seven. You get to go eighteen, nineteen, thirty-seven. I just took my reversal uh, pick. I have not looked to see what you drafted yet. Let's see here. I'm curious. I took Nick Chubb. No, I'm talking about over oh. total. Oh. Let's see. I'm going to go to view all picks. So you took Chubb and you took Andrews and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, you are going no quarterback. Right. Zero QB. Well, there wasn't really any to to choose at my pick at 18. They kind of went Yeah, even Tua went. Tua and Aaron Rodgers went 16 and 17. Yeah, it was heavy QB early. Which when which funny that that Tua and Rogers went right before my pick because I in another eliminator I drafted Tua and Rogers at the seventeen at the eighteen nineteen I did not no it wasn't the eighteen oh 19. just in general yeah it was just just in just in general 
Uh, well, it came back to me at the 218, and it was like Kyler Murray or – and we're only two picks in, so I could still see. Yeah. Um, it was like Kyler Murray or – and I was just going to go quarterback. I already knew that. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Stafford, Pickett. Like, no, uh -uh. I don't want any of those guys if I can avoid. So, yeah, I went heavy running early. back. I went heavy running back in this uh, in the Michael Fabiano one. And I uh, was so we're in a chat with with Fabs, and uh, you know, of course, I put it out there. Hey, man, love to have you on the show sometime. Crickets. <laughs> Well, you know. uh, yeah, I took Mahomes out first overall, so I'm counting on like 30 points a week from him to carry my team. That's what I'm going to need. Okay. Yeah, I mean, what's the cheat code this year? Is it just like a slew of RBs? I mean, I know they, they have the head coaches, which is an interesting. If you win, you get 10 points, the head coach. And then the place kickers or the punters. Wait, punters what? Are what? Hold on, What? You don't know that the head that there's head coaches in um in the eliminator this year? No. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So you can pick a coach and if they win, you you win. Right. So you want to no you want to get a team that's gonna I mean you're you're gonna want a Super Bowl contending team. It's coach. Yeah. Well lock up 10 points. You can just go, I mean, you don't want to go too heavy coach. You don't want to go heavy coach. <laughs> Because yeah, he limits your, yeah. Well, the, no Andy Reid, then, right? You can't go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to limit your upside because you're maxed out with 10 points for there, you know? Yeah, that's it. It's just, so, it's just, 10, we'll or zero. It's just 10 or zero, right? We'll see when, the, yeah, exactly. We'll see when those guys go. Um, let's see, because even kickers, you know, kickers are averaging 14. Well, they have pun 10. punters, you know, punters are in, in I can't with this. I cannot with this. shit. Oh my! Yeah, you got punters scoring fourteen points a game. Yeah, look at this. This is going to be interesting, dude. I can't believe this guy blew me off, motherfucker. Because <laughs> you know, Wait a minute. Yep. As I scroll through again, nothing. Oh yeah, so he goes Brock Purdy, and then I call them out because Fabs went Brock Purdy, and I'm like, man, Fabs all in on Purdy, and he was like, QB with the most upside left on the board. Does he have the most upside? Is he going to be ready to rock next season, Brock Purdy? Well, that's the thing. You're going to have to survive the first two or three or four weeks. Like for me, I'm going to have to probably survive the first six weeks without Kyler. Right. But what I'm hoping is, and I'll give you my strategy on this, is I'm hoping that my team is healthy early in the season. And so I'm able to survive. And then as injuries pile up, I get Kyler coming back. And then I have two elite QBs. You know, I'm getting 50, 60 points out of those two QBs, and that can help carry my team. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping. But we're going to see. I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to bye weeks this year. Yeah, that actually affected one of my uh, draft picks earlier. Uh, both, yep. both the player I was going to choose already had – I had like a, I had a week nine bye. Like my two out of my first three would have been, would have been week nine yep. bye. So I decided to just reverse my course and choose a player that – had a different buy. Just to, to yeah, more last points, year more points I, the better. I only have the five eleven in the HQ one league. Another uh, another league with that of the HQ the Dynasty Trades HQ league. Not much trading in the beginning. 
I was shocked. I, and I, you know, I voiced my displeasure with you guys for only having, like, of the first six picks, only three of them had been moved. There was yeah. a year a few years ago where, like, I think it was like 2020 or 2021 where I looked and only five of the first 40 something picks hadn't been traded. Yep. They'd, been, they'd all been moved. It was nuts. Nobody I, tra- I did my work, I traded mine. Yeah, I mean, I made one trade with Blitz. I I gave him a couple of, um, you know, third rounders, like 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 the thirty eighth and fortieth pick or stuff like, just to move up, just to move up for the one fourteen. But yeah, the one hundred two, one hundred three, one hundred four didn't get moved at all. Neither did the one hundred seven, the one ten. Like, what are you guys doing over there? The two hundred one. It was like half of the first round didn't even get moved. Again, nobody was interested. I mean, trades HQ league. I mean, the the new guys don't. I don't think they understand the value of the sixteen team. I mean, this some of these trades I was getting, I was like, this is like this. I can't. I can't work with this. I can't do this. But uh, I mean, I loaded up on some players. I don't know, man. We'll see if my team is any better. It's definitely not worse. No, it wasn't going to get worse. That's for sure. But I got Bijan and Stroud and Kincaid and Quentin Johnston and Zay Flowers and Kendra Miller and Rashi Rice. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven players that, you know, hopefully will turn into permanent starters. I'm so nervous about the Zay Flowers thing. I don't love Zay, but that's just me. Me neither, but um, he's got that first round draft capital. He's You're, You definitely have some players you can drop, though. Lynn Bowden, yeah. David yes. Johnson, David fucking John, Josh Gordon. <laughs> Larry, when you're in a Robinson, when you're in a 16 teamer, you get you get. I think I picked up David uh, Johnson off of um, waivers. <laughs> no, but the funny thing is, is you have all your rookies on your taxi squad. Why even bother? Just start cutting some of these scrubs. Who the fuck is Marquez Stevenson? <laughs> Wide receiver, free agent. He probably plays in the XFL. Uh, he was a sixth round pick in 2021. For the you, just looked, you just clicked on his player profile to know that. That's I did, all. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know because there's no way you knew that off the top of your bro- no, of, no, 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 the no. dome there. I'm yeah. thinking maybe I maybe should have went Will Levis with my, with the ninth pick. It feels that way now, hmm. definitely. You and you even said, "What are the odds that Will Levis yes. goes one ten? It's like really fucking high." I don't have any Will Levis, and I and I want I want one. I am one, two, three picks away from taking a Levis right now. Um, it is sitting at the 112. Well, there's a there's a like a toilet bowl pick. So it's the 112, 113, and I'm the 201. Yeah. And this is my home dynasty league. I'm I'm nervous about Richardson, man. I mean, I get he'll, he'll there, he's gonna be running for his life and scoring points that way. None of these draft analysts, these NFL draft analysts have said, you know, this guy's got got the goods. No, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a, a Richardson guy. I just think that one the one time that he breaks off a Justin Fields type run, yeah. everyone's going to go, "Oh my gosh, it's Justin Fields 2.0." Get him, right. and the value's going to be there. We'll see. I starting. I'm starting to hear a buzz about your your boy Puka. Is that his name? Yeah, and it's the funny thing is, it's not my boy. Some <laughs> I only know him because some guy in a Devi league last year. Picked him up late, and uh, and we were all like, "Who the fuck is Puka Nakua?" And then yeah. of course he gets a little buzz and uh, this spring, and <laughs> it's like Puka, 
Yeah. Sure. We don't know anything, but. So I'm currently trying to trade into this 112 with my 201. And I'm going to take Will Levis if I can. If I can. I'm going to, I'm going to add what are you one. Offering? 201 I'm, and like I'm, a third? Like two, like um, 201 and like a Wandell Robinson. Yeah, that should do it. In theory, that should do it. All right, brother. Well, let's shut it down, man. I'm going to go get your material. Yep, 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 yep. All right, baby. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Harry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty Football, baby.